Hi everyone, welcome to Making It in America. This is a podcast where I talk to successful new immigrants who braved all kinds of obstacles to achieve their own version of the American dream. I'm your host Siam Hussain and join me in this journey where I hear fascinating stories of resilience against adversity and eventual triumph of these amazing individuals. Welcome to Making It in America. So today with me, I have my guest, Mosharraf Hussain, who has almost like the last two names are similar as mine. So Mosharraf Hussain is an information security and fraud analyst at one of the big four financial services companies. He was born and raised in Bangladesh, and then he moved to US for his master's degree uh, in uh, applied mathematics. And then he actually came as an F1 student but he took an unconventional path to serve in the U.S. Army for a while. I don't want to give all the spoilers. We're going to hear all the stories from him directly. Just to add one thing, he's very passionate. And that's why I basically talk to him in a regular basis to hear financial advice, basically. So he's very passionate about personal finances and how you manage finance and financial independence in general. So that is kind of like the brief of Musharraf. Well, Musharraf, welcome to our show. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Yeah, it's completely my pleasure. Mosharraf, how long have we been knowing each other? Like more than 10 years now? or? <laughs> yeah, I think 12, 13 years. Okay, 12, 13 years. We have bounced on and off. I guess like you can tell the story on how we met for the first time. Obviously, I remember. Yeah, so... I remember. I mean, you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, first time we met, it, uh, actually, you... In when created the group, the uh, history abroad, that time, you know, I saw there was probably 50 to 100 members. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I joined mm-hmm. that time. And then, you know, I was following you, but you organized a seminar in Dhaka University, TSC. And then I was in that seminar. And then after the seminar, I started Yamhai. You and me, we both have the similar name. Mm-hmm. So can you recognize me <laughs> after that? Yeah. So that's the way I, the, our conversation started. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, we've been touched. Okay, so I'm just going to pause a little bit for a second. That, like, is the video still choppy? That's the thing I'm going to see. Well, if this is choppy, we'll, we're still going to continue it. I, I think the audio is still good. But we will see in the, our next episode if this doesn't fix, we'll improve. This is our third episode. But yeah. So, Mosharraf, tell me a little bit about your background. You were born and raised in Bangladesh, but tell us a little bit of where you started your journey from. First of all, I'm full blessed or lucky that I born and raised in a countryside, which is 20 kilometers uh, away from Mavinson town. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I graduated high school without seeing electricity. Mm-hmm. It's a nice way to start. And I'm lucky in a sense because I've seen the darker part of life and the lighter part of life. Mm-hmm. So I know the difference. So in that sense, I would say I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, our financial situation was in ups and downs because my father, he didn't have any permanent job. He tried so many things. And you know, sometimes when you try a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you might not do well and it affects your family. Mm-hmm. So I have four sisters and my mom, and you know it's pretty big family. Mm-hmm. And we had a small house, like 400 square feet house. We all lived there. So basically, I didn't know it, it's a, a struggle in life that time. 
but when I went through and come here right now, then I feel like, oh, where was I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think in that sense, I was so lucky. So that was my childhood. I didn't think about, you know, go for higher study or even go for any education or anything. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was a kid in you know, roaming around and, you know, didn't think about any education or anything because all of my friends, mm-hmm. basically what they do, they have to think their father uh, in farming or fishing or it's like, eventually they'll go for garments factory to work. That will be the highest level of our goal mm-hmm. uh, where I'm from. So I was doing the same way, like, you know, go for fishing and collecting the food for family helping out and selling stuff in the business market mm-hmm. and then you know just a little bit helping here and there and I didn't have any idea about life mm-hmm. so when I was doing those things you know it gave me a little bit I sense of a life mm-hmm. uh, a life means something to me and then you know when I was selling stuff in market that time you know I had to do a little bit basic math adding, subtracting, and dividing, and sometimes convincing people, sometimes selling stuff to them. Yeah. And those kind of skills help me, oh, okay, why don't I go for a little bit, you know, studies, if I'm able to learn some of the stuff, uh, if I'm able to do the calculation a little quicker, then, you know, I can convince people faster. Mm-hmm. So, and after that, I started going school, and uh, I was doing a little bit okay, and uh, I wasn't paying attention much and then somehow it's like my parents also they're not that serious at that time so somehow it is going okay and uh, until my ninth grade I didn't know what is study actually you know mm-hmm. so I didn't have any book or I didn't have proper guidance or nobody taught me anything hey go for this go for that so basically until ninth grade I didn't know anything so in my tenth grade so one of my friends, he went to town for taking some preparation for the SSC examination, secondary school certification. Mm-hmm. And that time I went with him to the town area and then I realized, oh man, people are studying so hard for the test. Mm-hmm. And I've never been like, you know, I was just passing my classes even sometimes I was failing, but I didn't care. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that time I realized maybe I need to study a little bit. Let's see what happens. But yeah, I was like two months away from my final test, mm-hmm. uh, SSC final test. And then, you know, basically that time I couldn't study at night time because it's like uh, we used to use the kerosene lamp yeah. to study. So it's yeah. expensive. Wow. Mm-hmm. So whatever they do, you do in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, night is for sleeping. Yeah. So, and, and you say you don't have what was your age that time? What time are we talking about? What was your age? So I was in, uh, like until 10th grade, the yeah. similar way. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I didn't complain much and I didn't argue or anything. I know, I thought maybe this is life because I didn't know what is uh, the other people are doing because I was there. Mm. So I was trying my best to make me happy and do a move, move forward. Mm-hmm. So in that time, I prepared two months and then, you know, eventually I did a little bit good, like 4.25 or something in my SSA examination. And then everybody was like praising me, hey, this guy did really good because it's like, you know, I, I'm from middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So nobody actually do that kind of thing. So I was surprised too. I, hey, I just spent only two months and then, you know, I was able to do, do that. 
and then my parents and my village people they think okay this guy need to go somewhere like maybe town area maybe he, he could do a mm-hmm. so then the journey began okay so i'm in another phase of life so i'm not going to be a, a like garments factory member or something right now i'm going for education i'm unbelievable man i want to understand that you knew that you only work in the day because there is no electricity at night so you're studying in kerosene <laughs> lab with that no. with that mindset and you thought that like most of the people goes to the garments factory so from that viewpoint i'm just trying to imagine how did you think that it could change you studied for 2 months did like, were you different like somehow you thought that you were different or you uh, just, how how did this work uh, so i uh, i had self confidence is like you know if i usually do a lot of stuffs at the same time like 10 20 different stuffs Mm-hmm. but something inside my mind i always focus on that no matter what i do mm-hmm. so you know that time the education part came to my mind hey this could be the life changer for me because i saw when i went to the town area how much hard work they are doing mm-hmm. and you know i took a test from my friend question paper mm-hmm. i felt terribly failed and i asked him what was the highest score on that so he said okay 48 out of 50 but i made less than 12 or something mm-hmm. you know and that time also my one of my teacher was saying hey uh, i think you could do well you have the capability why don't you studying and then you know you can go for it mm-hmm. and then i realized okay let me give it a try mm-hmm. so let's see what what's going to go so i think i'm not that good but you know if you try hard from your heart mm-hmm. sometimes you know something work work out mm-hmm. so basically that thing happens mm-hmm. interesting okay okay so move on i'm okay. learning already so, a lot from you so move on all right yeah so and then i went to a town area is like mm-hmm. basically after my ssc so i had to deal with uh, like you know the people outsider it's like uh, first time for the first time i am in the town area and i'm seeing the electricity I'm enjoying that town, you know. Like first six months went like this quick. I yeah. thought, oh okay, life is so good. Yeah. That people are like having fun. They're watching game in the TV, and you know, uh, they go to cinema and then they're roaming around. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like so basically lots of stuff new. Even though it's Navinching town, it's not that uh, different than the other town, but it is completely different for me because I. I barely went there and stayed there. And then my two years of intermediate life, it went really fast. And that time also I was struggling with the financial things because I didn't have any support from the family. Mm-hmm. So a couple of my relatives that time, they tried to helping me. It's like, you know, give some money so that, you know, at least I can bear my cost. Mm-hmm. So I tried to uh, minimize in the not to going to private tutoring or something. but i was trying to study by myself and you know try to listen from the class but you know i think i had some issue i couldn't learn from the professor that was my biggest issue it's like anybody is teaching anything in the class somehow i couldn't pay attention my mind is jumping around somewhere and you know i don't know why so probably it could be add if i am in america <laughs> yeah so my teacher used to beat me a lot because it's like hey where you are you and they ask me question and i couldn't answer anything because my mind is not there some somewhere mm-hmm. so suddenly uh, one guy it's like he's like two years or three years senior than us mm-hmm. so he came to our uh, college to give a speech mm-hmm. so i think he changed my life mm-hmm. probably so he is the guy but maybe he didn't know me 
but I I remember what he said. Like he came to our class and then he was telling, okay, so he got admission from Buet Medical and also Dhaka University. Like good. And food. then I was like, in yeah. for the first time I was learning those terms. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and then you know I realized okay so that means if I do well in the junior then probably there will be a next stage I can do those things. Mm-hmm. So back in my mind you know when I was kid we didn't have sufficient money so that's why I had always uh, I, inside my mind mm-hmm. uh, everything I'm doing for money or something like that because you know if you need something it will come to your mind first right. Mm-hmm. So I was very needy inside so. Mm-hmm. Then somehow I did uh, pretty good in my intermediate, a little bit better than my SSC because I got a little bit benef- more benefit and you know city environment. And then I was thinking, what should I do? Where I should go for next level? Mm-hmm. And then I was preparing. And there is a university in Mayanshing. It's called Bangladesh Agricultural University. It's a pretty good university if you are able to get admission there after finishing your undergrad. It's pretty easy to get. A good job because it's a technical university you know mm-hmm. so i was preparing for that mainly and then suddenly i changed my mind mm-hmm. like hey i'm going there but how i'm going to survive next four years yeah. yeah so basically you know it hit my brain hey uh, this is not the right decision i'm making mm-hmm. so and then i changed my mind and i tried for that university as well mm-hmm. And my score wasn't good enough for the poet, and I didn't try for medical because I I don't like the hospital stuff. Mm-hmm. So and then uh, I got admission from Dhaka University as well, with the same time with Agriculture University, mm-hmm. and I choose math because it's like I'm lazy, uh, so that I do not need to memorize anything. I know I can do the calculations, mm-hmm. so that you know I can get rid of the motivation part as soon as I can, because my goal is not to be like. Get good degrees, but jump into the next level or something like that. And my biggest goal was if I stay in Dhaka, then I can do private tutoring, and or I can be well, maybe I can be a taxi driver. Nobody will see, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least I can earn some money. Mm-hmm. So that was my first priority. So and then I moved to Dhaka. No money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So at low place to stay, I have couple of relatives, but the thing is, you know, when you need something, people might not help you right away. Yeah. So you need to make a position to get help. Mm-hmm. So and I probably I was in that position because I did I had nothing, so nobody tried to help me mm-hmm. because if anybody wants to help me, they have to help a lot. Mm-hmm. So I went to Dhaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, before even uh, like uh, you know my admission process will start two months later i just went there two months early so that you know i learn the environment mm-hmm. so that everything will be you know i would like to see what's going on there mm-hmm. and then the first day i met a guy he's somehow he was from my town but i didn't know him before so mm-hmm. i talked to him mm-hmm. and suddenly i told him hey uh, i got admission from math department and i have no place to stay so what is your suggestion uh, what can i do and that time he told me okay you can get into your own job mm-hmm. after your admission process is done but you have two months why did you come early mm-hmm. i said actually you know i told him my story this is the story i have so right now 
uh, I don't know. I'm ready to stay anywhere. Maybe I can stay in mosque mm-hmm. or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then he told me, okay, don't go anywhere. I live in, uh, he, he was a Dagonese student too. I was swimming around in the TSA campus that time I met him. Okay. And then he took me to his room and then he told me, okay, so you can stay in my room. Of course, he checked my admit card and everything because he doesn't want a stranger. You know, and he checked and he found that, oh, okay, this guy got admission from there. Mm-hmm. And then I was living in a storm like, you know, 12 to 5, like in the night. After midnight, I go there, sleep, and then when 5 o'clock, I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what can I do. And then that time also another relative, she knew in Dhaka. So and then she told, okay, uh, if you need any help, maybe I can do something. I said, okay, uh, find a tuition for me so that you know, at least I can survive. Mm-hmm. And until getting my first tuition, I was spending 10 cents probably uh, for my lunch and nothing else. It's like uh, five taka in my <laughs> BDT. It's like five taka I spent for my breakfast and seven taka for my dinner. So I always keep my lunch mm-hmm. and you know, trying to find the opportunity to do something. And then I that was when you were doing I, your undergrad in in Dhaka. Yeah, before even start, before even start my undergrad. And then, okay. luckily, I got a tuition offer uh, with two students, fifteen hundred taka, mm-hmm. uh, one month, five day in a week. I have to go there, so I find a way to go there mm-hmm. by bus, university bus. Mm-hmm. But uh, to like, there is a place called Muntapara mm-hmm. uh, from TSC. But when I was coming back all the way, walking from there. Mm-hmm. to the campus because I tried to save as much as possible because I don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. So, and within two, three months, uh, I had a little bit of saving from there and I always live below my name. So I was able to save some money and then also I asked a loan from people so that, you know, I can finish my admission process. You need some money for the admission. Yeah. So I finished the process and then Puzzle Hall they allotted me, but you know, getting into hall also is not that easy. And Dhaka University is a little bit, you know, you have to go through the political things and then you can eventually be in there. Mm-hmm. So I was trying and uh, I know a couple of people, they live there and then I contacted with them, hey, can you help me anyhow so that I can get into my dorm? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, it will take a couple of months. And by the time my, the guy helped me before, and I think his affair start, I fall in love with someone and he needs the night to speak with his girlfriend. So I can stay in that room now. So I had to do something and what could I do? So I used to sleep in the like study room in the Dhaka University randomly. And then sometime in the like, you know, media room, mm-hmm. sleep there. And then eventually uh, one of my friend, he was able to help me to get into my dorm, but he told me, Tell everybody that hey, you are second, like a re student, re-admission. So it's kind of like a second year student so that you can stay there. Mm-hmm. So I was acting like that. I'm not a new student because new student didn't even come to campus yet. Mm-hmm. So I was acting like a re student. And then I got into, got a chance to a room like, you know, 30 people sleep, 600 square feet room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to call them color room. And then that was there. So, but I try not to stay there longer time because I try not to communicate any, with anybody. So if anybody found out, then I'll be kicked out again. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be homeless again. And I don't like to stay in the mosque and then rooftop or those kind of places. Mm-hmm. So basically I spend very little time 
for my sleeping there. And by the time, you know, from my first station, I got a couple of stations. You know, they helped me out. And then I was earning good money and saving full of it, like living very frugally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got lucky a couple of months later, interim uh, government that time, you know, they decided, okay, uh, whoever in the dorm, everybody should get a seat there. Mm-hmm. And I I was the lucky person. They didn't realize it's a real student or something. Since they saw me there, okay, so you get a room too. And then I got a bed, uh, which we, two people can share. And that, is, that was the first success, I would say. Okay, I did something. So I have somewhere to sleep. Now I can move on. Mm-hmm. Because previously I didn't have anything. So, and that time... I, I was so happy. I was so excited. Even you know, I prayed a couple of rakat uh, salad for that because I was so lucky. It was a first achievement in my life. I got a room to stay. Yeah. And <laughs> I can I can see. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I'm I'm hearing your story and I can see definitely as like as you are from a village and as you are saying like you're going to a new environment and learning. And then your goal was to go to the next stage. So you got a bedding and that gave you a satisfaction. Then, okay, like I got a bedding. Yeah, I was so happy because I can express in my language because it's like, it was so amazing moment for me. It's like, I was so happy. And after that, since I had that situation and, you know, I, I managed a couple of thousand Bangladeshi currency saving, it's like probably 13,000 that time. And it will probably a little bit more than 150 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a huge money as a student. Mm-hmm. You know, I never seen this money before in my hand. Mm-hmm. And even I never seen my parents has that much money in their hand. Yeah. So definitely I was feeling rich that time. Amazing. Even though it's nothing for some other people, uh, it's a pocket money for a lot of people, but it's a big money. And I was like getting frustrated and depressed. Hey, what should I do with this money? I cannot take the pressure. I cannot handle handle that big money. You cannot handle so much money. Yeah, I have so much much money. I'm so rich. How much was that money again? Like in US dollar? It's like uh, US dollar would be probably a little bit, uh, $150. $150. So you you have amassed that kind of money and you are not sure how you will handle that. Yeah, um, so even I couldn't sleep a couple of nights after saving those money and I was thinking so hard, what what could I do? And then, you know, by yeah. the time my study going, learning mathematics also going, I'm not focusing on the, my education part much because, you know, everybody goes through the things. Sure. So I'm focusing on my life. Yeah. So, and then I decided, okay, I have to do something out of the box. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I didn't have any box. I had to do without box. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I was doing stuff without box, yeah. and then I found in the newspaper one page of full of like stock market stuff, mm-hmm. and then I realized why don't I go for like something try there and you know I, I can do something. Still at like you in your second or third year, you're thinking of your undergrad. Uh, that probably yes. I just okay. finished my first year. Okay. And then second year I just started, and that time. That 13,000, I need to use it or I need to invest it, you know. I remember uh, Grameen from IPO came and it was big news. Everywhere people are talking about and then newspaper, they're writing about, oh, biggest IPO is coming. So I didn't know anything about stock market actually. So I thought, and all of my life decision I made, I didn't get the chance to do proper research. 
it's just like you know you need, you need some favor from your luck too and probably uh, somebody in up god was thinking oh this guy needs something uh, oh he made a quick decision let's make it happen mm-hmm. uh, something like that and you know so in that time i decided okay i will go for uh, i mean for ipo so easily you will apply for that and if you apply a uh, lot of people will apply and they will give a lottery and they will select couple of people and then they'll give their ipo initial offering to them mm-hmm. so if you don't get it then they'll return your money so that means i have safety net too mm-hmm. so like let's say i'll put the money if if i didn't get ipo then i'll get my money back Mm-hmm. So I start with one account. I just have one account money, uh, $12,000 or $13,000. I invested that mm-hmm. and I think God saw it and then he thought, okay, this guy needs some money. Mm-hmm. Give him a one IPO. So I got my first IPO mm-hmm. and then make a little bit money from there. Like I think 100% extra money I got from there. Mm-hmm. So that time I have close to $26,000, $28,000 in Bangladeshi currency. Like, for $300 or something hmm. and guess what if some guy is suffering with his $150 now he has after two months is $300 now what would be his situation mm-hmm. and can I go for study or quit and then do this mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm doing good because if I go for private tutoring it will give you like very less and you're working so hard wait for a month and to get this and you get the, this quick money, I'm getting spoiled inside. Mm-hmm. Hey, why don't I? Even that time, I was thinking maybe I should quit study and go for it full time. Mm-hmm. You know, the, probably this is the things written in my luck. Mm-hmm. I should go for it. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing really hard. And then, you know, I managed a couple of other, my family member, I opened some account uh, under their name. Mm-hmm. And then I put money on those accounts. So I was able to make like seven accounts. Mm-hmm all of my family members mm-hmm. and then I try to collect funding and, and then invest on because it's like there is no risk right because if you don't get it you might you'll get your money back okay okay so if you get it then you know you can sell it in the secondary market and make some money yeah yeah mm-hmm. so in a year guess what it's like I was able to reach like 400,000 in Bangladeshi currency I'm a second year student 400,000 <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I was a second year student, second year student and just, uh, I mean, I was about to finish my second year and I was, in, I think in, I, was, how, I was the teacher guy in my, wait, how, in, in my talk. No, no, like, what was the time span you went from? Uh, in a year, probably in a year. In a year you went from? So, 13,000 to 400,000. 13,000 so currency to yeah, so, 400,000. Yeah, so, so my biggest win was 80,000. From five thousand to eighty thousand, okay. my biggest win, okay. and couple of forty thousand, couple of thirty thousand. Okay. So you know, somehow I got rich quickly. Okay, and then you know I got bored because that money is not making me any happy anymore. Yeah, because sure. I had I more money than I thought. Yeah. I never saw this money, and I couldn't talk to people. I feel like I'm so arrogant right now. Yeah. You know, I'm the richest kid in my class. In your class, coming from yeah. coming from a background who doesn't have electricity at home, definitely massive. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and I try not to talk to anybody is like talking about money because I know I'm winning, mm-hmm. but nobody is. Everybody is like they're thinking, oh, they're gonna solve this math problem, oh, they're gonna do this taking preparation for the quiz. But I'm not into it. It's like whenever I need some study, I go for it, and two hours study done, and then quiz done. I, I'm in my way. Yeah. So, and that year I decided, okay. So by the way, I fall in love with a girl, mm-hmm. but it's not typical fall in love. Mm-hmm. And somehow that was also different. Mm-hmm. It's like socially, I cannot declare that situation. Yeah. I try not to talk to about that. And that time I realized, okay, money is not my main thing. I need to do something else mm-hmm. because I need to get married with that girl. Because that time my focus changed from stock market to my future wife. Okay. And then uh, I realized uh, I need to do something. Another big gamble. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so one day I was six and I was lying down in a bed. I had a jaundice or something. You know, if you stay in dorm, you'll definitely get some jaundice from the water in yeah. dorm. And then during that time, I was taking rest, not going to the class. Mm-hmm. So one big brother came to my room. He was talking about like higher study stuff because his brother, poet, uh, mm-hmm. he just got a full funding scholarship to Michigan. I don't know. For the first time, I learned something Michigan or something, you know. And even though I was sick, I jumped and then asked him probably a thousand questions, how things happened, what he did, and a lot of stuff. And I'm curious. And I, I was kind of bored with the money too. Yeah. yeah. And then I listened a couple of terms like GRE, TOEFL for the first time in my life. Yeah. So I say, why don't I go for it? But be honest with you, I couldn't speak a single of English. Even I'm struggling nowadays too. It's like, you know, English is not my thing. Even though I've been here seven years, I, it's like English wasn't my thing because I didn't study at all and I didn't know any grammar. I didn't know any vocabulary or anything. Mm-hmm. So that time I realized, okay, so if I go for hair study, mm-hmm. it can solve two problems for me. I can get married, first of all. Mm-hmm. I can take my future wife with me mm-hmm. and then probably I can start a new life. Mm-hmm. Let's see how the adventurous goes. And then in my third year, mm-hmm. I decided I'm not going to go for any private tutoring or anything. Mm-hmm. And not I'm not going to invest money on stock market either. Mm-hmm. So in that time, it's like I stopped investing. And after I stopped investing, Bangladesh stock market collapsed. And also oh. people losing a lot of money, a lot so of stuff yeah. happening. But, yeah. you know, I, I said, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do whatever you want mm-hmm. and then from that stage I realized okay let's learn some English mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything mm-hmm. so I mean my goal was if I memorize all of the word mm-hmm. uh, in the like you know balance theory or something mm-hmm. and since my major is mathematics I can do well in the math but if I able to learn those words at least I can get correct on my antonyms mm-hmm. and somehow uh, after one year one long year learning English then I was able to manage 1270 score out of 1600 that time. So, and then my third year finished. I sit for the GRE in like in my fourth year, somewhere in fourth year. And then after that, I did my fourth year final and managed CGPA 3.33. I say good enough. I'm 26th rank out of 180. So I didn't do bad because there is a lot of students they couldn't even finish their undergrad. So even though I, I didn't focus at all on my undergrad, Mm-hmm. Just, you know, go for the test, passing the test the night before I'm studying and then go for the mm-hmm. 
and that time I had the GRE score. A lot of people asking me, hey, how did you get this GRE score? And I actually worked really hard for it. And then I got it. And then, but my biggest struggle started that time. You know, since I didn't do tutoring and I had to help my family, yeah. support them financially. Yeah. So I was giving money to my parents. And, and also I didn't earn anything new. So if you're sitting down and spending your money, it goes fast. Yeah. And once you have more money in your hand, that time you will not understand the spending because spending increase also dramatically. Yeah. And I bought phone, I spent money on computer and blah, blah, a lot of stuff I already did. Mm -hmm. And then somehow also, you know, I wasn't doing good in my uh, English speaking language test, TOEFL. Mm -hmm. So I think I tried six times. Wow. And I couldn't pass. Mm. Okay. Like uh, 79 needed to pass, I made 76. Mm -hmm. And then I was frustrated as hell. Even though I have undergraduate with 3.33 uh, TOEFL score, JD uh, score in my hand, mm -hmm. but I couldn't finish my TOEFL. What could I do with life? Mm -hmm. And then everybody, that time, you know, I met you and then I met some other people also. But, you know, inside my heart, I was maybe I might not able to do fulfill my this dream maybe I'm trying for losing this is my losing try mm -hmm. for the first time I'm failing so hard inside because I never seen anybody tried six times mm -hmm. for the TOEFL if anybody has a, like Jerry score 1270 TOEFL is like piece of cake they study two days and get the score mm -hmm. but I also never able to do it because I'm I was so frustrated at that time mm -hmm. and I have probably 30 to 40,000 Bangladeshi currency yeah. <laughs> remain in my hand because I ran out of money because six time try and then GRE and living your life, yeah. everything gone. So like I'm a loser, big loser now. Mm. It's like, I feel like I'm falling from sky. I, I have nowhere to go. My life is ended and I'm not ready to take a job also because my mind is not there. Mm -hmm. And everybody was taking preparation for BCS or like a, a lot of stuff or bank job, but yeah. I don't know what to do and I started so this is the like hardest time in my life actually I got and and during that time you know but my relationship was going well with my girlfriend that time yeah and then yeah. one day I was I, I almost gave up with the US because I know I'm not gonna pass my TOEFL test so I was looking for India Nepal or anywhere to go like yeah. if I get any scholarship from anywhere in the world I'll go there yeah start something new and then I'll see what's going on mm -hmm. and then one day I remember the date August 16 mm -hmm. in 2012 August 16 the day mm -hmm. I sent an email mm -hmm. to a professor because I found that that university has like 61 requirement in TOEFL score 61 mm -hmm. okay I said okay let's try okay let's give it a try yeah uh, I, I have done a lot of gambling in my life this could be probably another gambling yeah, you have given six so times TOEFL, man. That deserves a reward in and on itself. Like that is a hats off for trying rolling the ball. So that's the name of the game. But yeah, continue. I'm listening. Okay. And then, then I asked him, hey, would you give any scholarship? Because I, with a scholarship, I cannot go for higher study. Mm -hmm. so, do you guys have any funding for the spring semester mm -hmm. uh, coming January? Because I sent an email in August 16th. Mm -hmm. And that time he said, Oh, no, we are not giving any funding in the spring semester. We usually give in the fall. Mm -hmm. I said the fall 2013 would be too far for me. Mm -hmm. And 
do you have any suggestion for me? And that time he said, why don't you apply now? Mm -hmm. So what are you talking about? This is August 16. Mm -hmm. And I gave up all of my dreams. Yeah. And that time he, he just, okay, I think God kicked me again. Mm -hmm. Okay, this guy needs something. Mm -hmm. And that time, that Chinese professor just gave me a hint, why don't you apply now? That means he has funding. They're sitting, they don't have enough students. Yeah. And lots of university has this, these things. They're looking for students, but they don't get it. Mm -hmm. Like a lots of universities, they have more than enough. Mm -hmm. They, you know, decline all of the application. But some university didn't apply, but they're looking for students. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I got lucky. Mm -hmm. And that time, that school, they needed two extra students. Okay. okay. And then uh, he asked me to apply as soon as you can. Uh, and the class gonna, uh, not August, July 16, I'm sorry, July 16. Mm -hmm. And then August gonna be the class start, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like August 20 would be the class start, July 16th was the day, uh, mm -hmm. sorry for that. Mm -hmm. And then July 16th after the email, and then mm -hmm. I applied in July 19th, mm -hmm. finished my application, I asked a recommendation letter to my professor, go to their home at night, so I need to finish it as soon as I can. Mm -hmm. And they said, are you crazy? You're going to finish this in, in this one month time. People are applying in October, November, the prior year, and set everything, and then they go for visa, a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So are you out of your mind? And that time, you know, I say, no, I have to take some risk. And no risk, no opportunity come, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I finished my application by July 23rd, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I got my admission in July 27th. Mm -hmm with funding okay. and they sent me the high training and I was desperate I didn't have money mm -hmm. so I collect some money from people and since I had money before I used to help people and that time they returned me some help mm -hmm. and then I think uh, August 2nd or 3rd I had the visa interview in the US Embassy and then they gave me uh, like you know investigate I, I forgot the term actually, you know, the, the waiting period of time, mm -hmm. like they didn't give you the visa, the administrative check or something. Mm -hmm. So I went through that and then I was, I have only 15, 16 days and what can I do? And during that time I didn't have any money. So I was thinking, is it a dream or a false dream or nightmare? Mm -hmm. Because I don't have money and I did not get the visa. Mm -hmm and I'm out of everything. And 14 days already passed and I didn't hear anything from the embassy. Mm -hmm. So I was crying every day, like maybe a couple of hours. Wow. Like, and I'm, I'm stopped going for my master degree in Dhaka University too. I'm missing, I didn't go for two quiz, three quiz, like midterm exam, I didn't go for it because I didn't have the mindset to do it. Mm -hmm. And then one day, I decided I'm going to send a couple of emails to U.S. Embassy. Usually we don't send email to U.S. Embassy. Mm -hmm. I wrote my story mm -hmm. with my broken English. I don't know, know whoever read that. Mm -hmm. And then next day morning I got a call from Embassy. Somebody is saying, mm -hmm. hey, you need to come to Embassy as soon as you can mm -hmm. by today. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, like two, three days before the Eid, mm -hmm. Ramadan Eid. Mm -hmm. I was flying. Mm -hmm. Almost, I I went there and then, you know, inside the gate, the gatekeeper was saying, hey, your uh, name or number is not in our paper. Mm -hmm. 
Are you sure you have an appointment with the embassy today? Mm -hmm. I said, Jack, I just got a call. And then they went inside and then wrote it down that my name in that paper. Mm -hmm. And it changed my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they gave me the visa. Mm -hmm. And on that day, it's like, you know, you have two days to go to U.S. Mm -hmm. And basically, before the Eid, Eid vacation already started, mm -hmm. uh, all of the agency in Dhaka is closed. Mm -hmm. So I have two friends in Dhaka, I asked them, hey, I need some money, I need some shopping, and I need to go U.S. Mm -hmm. And, I, and my, I didn't see my parents for the last one year. And that time my parents came and then they gave me a farewell in the airport. And then, you know, mm -hmm. I flew. And I flew in the business class. I didn't get the mm -hmm. <laughs> normal ticket. And that's how my start journey began. That's how I got in, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. you, coming to US it could be very easy for people but it wasn't easy for me mm -hmm. it was with a lot of hard work a lot of small stories mm -hmm. uh, if I say okay my life changes under get now I could connect my life from my childhood there is a lot of struggle a lot of way I but the thing is you know if you try hard and try hard from your heart mm -hmm. you can go far that's, that's the village it's like you do not need to be super talent you do not need to be like you know oh okay am I extraordinary and I'm going to be a big scientist. No, no, you do not need that. If you have focus and if you have hardworking, try, maybe you can do it. So on that day, I couldn't believe I was going, I'm going to US. And then, then my US life is, was so easy after that because I have done a lot of hard work already before I came to US. So after I came to US, the country, I love this country because it's full of freedom. Sky is the limit. You can do whatever you want. As long as you're not doing any illegal stuff, this is a heaven for you. That's what I can tell. Um, give me a second, Moshar. Let me just see if it is still live. I think it is still live. Yeah. Okay. I'm just checking. Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, I just okay. wanted to just wanted to verify that we're still live. And stop me if I make the story so big. No, and no, 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 no. I'm just I'm just I'm looking because I'm broadcasting from. Yes, I think we're good. I just am okay. looking for. So I'll just interact with the audience for a little bit. So if you guys okay. are still watching, can you say hi or like reactions to this video so that I, I I'm checking yeah. it on my phone and just wanted to see that if it is still live right now. I think it is live, right. but just just wanted to make sure. I think we're good. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah, Musha, what we are gonna do is that this is amazing. From the background you started from, and even up to coming to Dhaka from the rural part, that is already a big jump. And then you, like, US is a completely different ball game. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like you have already crossed a couple of lives in a single life because you always, whenever you are going to a stage, you are looking for the next stage. I definitely want to hear more of your story on how, because US is a different scale, you know, like obviously all these things you have done from your childhood helped you survive here. And I want to hear that part of the story. All right. Welcome everyone again to our show, Making It in America. So I'll just summarize for the people who have probably just started watching. Moshar's story is so fascinating. It's uh, as I was seeing in the last part is that it seems Moshar has crossed multiple lives in a single life because he like starting you said in your grade 10 so it was like up to you are 16 years old you grew up in a household who didn't have electricity at home at night so 
starting from there, you came to Dhaka, you obviously like you have a different, you are an outlier for sure, starting from that point. But obviously you came here and you saw, for you, you didn't see that much value in just typical bookish education. And then you definitely deviated from the, like you, you tried out other stuff uh, out of the box, or as you said, like you didn't have any box. And then you are sick and like you heard the term Michigan. I'm just thinking, I hope that the audience can grasp the gravity of your exponential growth. And then like basically you heard that term Michigan from Moimonshing, you came to Dhaka and then you heard, <laughs> you should have your tagline saying Moimonshing to Michigan, you know, like, like that is like, although you didn't come to Michigan, but that kind of rings a, you know, like a nice tone. And you tried, like you, you said all your stories. So I want to hear after you entered US, you finished your master's and then I think like, tell us some more story. I, I guess like, do you have any story of struggle, uh, especially maybe after you came in US or after you graduated? Like, do you have, because you're an international student, I know you're already so built from before, you know, like you have already gone through so many things. I'm just curious, like, was it a big shock that you came to a new country and what was the struggles over here? Yeah. The beginning, I was so excited. You know, I didn't realize it's going to be a problem because my life was full of problems. And then I uh, I used to solve those things. So then I realized, okay, so if I go to a new country, I will face some problem, but I'm ready to solve those things as soon as I can. And yeah. also, I try to make myself more happy with those because no matter where we go, yeah. uh, the first priority would be my happiness. If I'm happy with my hard work, and then, you know, uh, I can do whatever the stuff I want. Mm -hmm. So there's the motivation positive mindset I had. Mm -hmm. And obviously I had a couple of thousand dollar loan because, you know, I bought the business class plane ticket and came to here. And then I had full head of dreams uh, because this is just beginning, I thought because uh, I forgot about my past life uh, for a moment because it's like, you know, I'm going to next con new country mm -hmm. and I went to Florida and I didn't find anybody as a like, any, any Bangladeshi senior over there. So, you know, it was a little tough uh, mm -hmm. in the beginning, but I made a friendship with a guy from Ghana. Mm -hmm. So he helped me out in the beginning. So in a month, I was living with him in his couch for a month. And after that, you know, I got into apartment, nice apartment. It's, life is way better than I had before. Mm -hmm. So, and then I decided, okay, let's move on. And then on that year, I told you I have a girlfriend. Uh, and then I talked to my professor, hey, I have this story. And I was, even though my English wasn't great, but, you know, I was able to convince people because when I talk to people and tell my story a little bit and you know obviously I get some you know feedback or sometimes you know they appreciate what I had before so my department chair was okay so why don't you ask your fiance to apply in my school and then if her credential good with that school then we can go move forward and she applied and she got admission and then you know we got married so another stage of my life another dream fulfilled we didn't you know you know that story so <laughs> we didn't share these things with our parents because it's socially it would be a little bit problem and in my lifetime i didn't have anything like common or typical way everything was like uncommon for me so i'm kind of used to it taking the new thing taking the adventurous life so I, it was okay and after spending a couple of years uh, our marriage life then we are able to share the story with our parents right now uh, it's kind of okay and then 
after finishing my masters i am going a little bit faster then you know i applied for phd in the typical way everybody does does that mm-hmm. so i was going the same way and then i got admitted from couple of school uh, with full funding scholarship mm-hmm. and then i uh, moved to university of louisiana for my phd and that time uh, something dramatical happened it's like one day i was stuck in the graduate school uh, in the rain and i saw a military person in that campus i think that guy changed my life again yeah. because there is something come suddenly and then i change that is and that then, is that is your primary thing man i i think i'm trying to i have been trying to understand like what is the thing you see in these patterns like you definitely have a good like a spidey sense like spiderman that you realize what is the right opportunity and what is not like that is a great skill yeah. to have but yeah, yeah. I, i mean uh, i think in my life i take a lot of risks and you know sometimes uh, i i failed but you know i don't remember the failure but you know the success can take you further you know for sure and yeah. then that that day i just talked to him usually i talk to people mm-hmm. and then i ask him hey where are you from and that time he told me i'm from nigeria mm-hmm. i say uh, did you have citizenship or green card before mm-hmm. because you were wearing the us army, army uniform mm-hmm. he said no no i came as a international student and then i joined in the military as this that's what yeah. it took me two second to make my, myself i'm going to join in the us army just to forget about my daily life and you know oh I, i just changed i said uh, can you tell me more and i asked maybe another thousand question to him mm-hmm. and then he, he he was explaining and on that day i didn't go for my class like graduate level class i didn't go for it and i was speaking with him like four hours yeah and then i told him uh, if you don't mind can you take me to the your officer or somewhere so that you know i can talk to them and then i would i really would like to join mm-hmm. i didn't even consult with my wife and that day i went there and signed couple of papers and then came back and then it, it i told her hey honey i just i just made a decision what do you think and she just gave me out from the was it uh... yeah <laughs> uh, was it like in the same day as you you heard the thing the same day and you signed in yeah, the US i signed the papers on that day wow man you are so, your next level i don't know i don't know what i did but i just did you are totally you know, totally next level and that and that day there was two bangladeshi student was just sit beside me are you crazy man let's go to class or something you know and i say go for it uh, i'm coming uh, i'll go tomorrow and then on that day i signed a paper and i came home and my wife was so mad at me did you think if you go or join in the us army you came from no middle of nowhere and you will go to iraq afghanistan or somewhere and get killed mm-hmm. so the hard work you did and we got married and what is the point of our life why you are taking this much risk honey i don't know maybe this is my gut feeling so sometimes you have to feel, believe in your gut you know probably this is the call i got from my inner heart yeah. so i didn't do anything it just happened i didn't do any research i just happened and then on that day since i already signed the papers a lot of papers so they keep contacting with me within a year preparation so they did a lot of background check and everything oh, by the way it was a great opportunity for international student if anybody wanted to join is called uh, mabni m a b n i l Uh, and i so uh, currently is in under hold i don't know it could probably start in the next time so if it start it's a great opportunity to join in the us army 
and there is a lots of benefit i can explain to you right now so then you know the day arrived after one year after investigation done and you know they uh, told me hey you're ready to join so i decided to join and my training period starts somewhere around 2015 so and 2015 i went for training i you know it has been 10 or 15 years i never been ran in like half half mile because i was struggling with the life but i as i wasn't ready for the physical activity you know i couldn't do even 20 push ups or even i couldn't do even like you know 10 sit ups so now i am going for it and then so but i had a believe inside my heart uh, if uh, other people can do it i can do it so i went there and then i survived and it was hard i wouldn't say it's like it was super easy and then i know i made it happen or something no it was it was really hard but guess what after the hard work you done after the risk you are taking you will get some good rewards mm-hmm. and those rewards are not so small so i got my citizenship done in two months can you believe that Yeah. So I got my citizenship paper after two months of my training. So I feel like okay, I just saved my 16 years of years life. Man, I'm, I'm, if I'm I could, honestly, uh, honestly massive respect for you, and I am actually kind of overwhelmed in a positive way. I heard your story before, but this is so fresh to hear it from the starting point. And the thing I'm trying to kind of like summarize and understand you. I'll be that summarizing voice for this conversation because I'm understanding the whole process as I speak. The thing which is very unique in you, and I have to say that, and you probably already know that, is that you have an attitude that you have nothing to lose. Like that is a great attitude to have, yeah. which is a very fresh, like a like a kid. You know, like a kids they they learn fast because they're not worried about the failure. They're like, okay, sure, like let's fall down, and that's how they start walking. You know, like if they were worried about getting hard they would have never learned how to walk and yes. you still have a child mindset like i try to do i am i consider myself kind of like a risk taker too and i admire risk takers just because of the inherent nature of risk taking but uh, you are definitely in the next level in that sense that you are from <laughs> someone <laughs> you are from someone about this us army joining like you, you did some basic analyzing but what i learned as well like i have to agree with you that If you take the best thing of being humans is that we are massively adaptive as long as we have that mindset that okay as you say like if someone else can I can but it's not so easy to say for most of the people you can say that oh sure because you have done this so many times so yes for you for you we can throw you in mars and you can survive in mars you know like yeah sure mars okay i'll figure it out it will be very let's go, painful let's go and do it <laughs> it, will, it will be very painful mars will be very painful but you can do it that's i think that is the major characteristic set you have which is like very unique and that's why you were able to come from you know like that kind of background to where you are now but yeah to continue this is great that you Uh, oh, okay, so uh, yeah. I would, I would like to add a couple of uh, points also. Let's Please. say you know, even though I made decision very quick yeah. in like shorter period of time, but inside my mind I had some backup plans too. Because since my wife is a graduate student, she will be F one. Yeah. If I get her and go back, I can be F F two, and then again I can convert myself to F one. So literally, I'm not losing it. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that was my backup. That was it. So <laughs> yes, and uh, since uh, I'm not a good spender uh, because I learned from my life, and then you know I yeah. I always had some backups mm-hmm. so that you know 
if I need to go for like any semester again, mm-hmm. and then I, I have enough support to support me. Mm-hmm. So, and then I joined working out, and then you know uh, I was soldier with like 17 years old. I'm 27 that time. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a big gap. But I was telling myself that time, hey, less 17 again. <laughs> You know, I, I watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. after when there, I feel like oh, that's 17 again, and then I started with them, and eventually I was doing really good in my military career, and then I was I supposed to stay there for like four years. Mm-hmm. So I had a plan, maybe I can go more. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I joining in the military not only for the citizenship purpose, another purpose was there. Since I'm going to live in this country, let's do something good for this country mm-hmm. so that, you know, I can feel proud in the future. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, even though right now I'm out of army and a lot of people when they say thank you for your service, yeah, I really feel it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of another kind of an like honor. respect. It's an honor. Yeah. So the amount of risk I have taken, uh, and you know, I served two years. I wasn't able to uh, finish my four years. Some circumstances happened, and then at that time, you know, I have decided, okay, let's end this career, and maybe uh, I need to move to another phase of life. Mm-hmm. So, and then in 2000, end of 2016, I, I got out from the U.S. Army with honorable discharge, and you know, a lots of benefits and a uh, lots of good things, mm-hmm. and then. You know, I was helpless again because I I just finished couple of twists in my life and now I don't know what to do because you know that time I was literally frustrated and you know somehow depressed too because it's like I really don't know my what would be my next goal whatever the goals that I I had I overcome all of them now I really don't have any goal so do I need to go for money but that time you know I wasn't looking for money. So yeah, when I was in the U.S. Army, my last year of U.S. Army, I have done a lot of crazy investing like, you know, stocks, uh, bonds, uh, option, forex. So I've done a lot of stuff. So, you know, those things are not attracting me much. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying a lot of stuff. Then I decided, okay, let's go back to Bangladesh because I came 2012, but it has been 2016. I n- never been, went back. And then, you know, uh, I went to Bangladesh and I was there for like three months and to think hey I need to slow down I, I ran a lot of faster way but you know this is not the light you know sometimes you need to get slow down and I was thinking so hard what could be my next step of life mm-hmm. do I need to go back to for PhD or do I go back to any other job or something mm-hmm. you know I tried okay let me work with the kids maybe it will give me more uh, time to think and I'll get some happiness and other stuff will come. Mm-hmm. But that stage, you know, I, I felt like, okay, high school teaching is not a good for me because, you know, I need a little bit more relaxing thing. And then I stayed in Bangladesh for three months, came back to US, uh, and then I did a lot of road trip. So far, I've been like 30 different states. Awesome. So, and then, you know, after having those fun, and then at that time my wife was my support because she was she's just finished masters and then she joined as a like you know, university as a community college teacher and then she was supporting me so i didn't have any and she's not bothering me at all also so we didn't, don't need to think about anything else so i wasn't rushing and then i have decided after a couple of months let me work for a 
company couple of years mm-hmm. if it goes well then i'll stay otherwise maybe i'll go back to uh, phd and finish my phd mm-hmm. so luckily i was trying for a couple of jobs and then you know i ended up getting three jobs at the same time uh, like mm-hmm. two of them financial institution and as like one of the top like one to four i guess and then also another company like stu- student loan company government mm-hmm. uh, a student loan company and then I have decided to go for a financial institution. I have a like, you know, since I have been dealing with money all of my life, so it would be good. But this time I'm learning something new. It's like cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any knowledge or anything, but I told them in my interview, it's like, you know, I have background uh, of mathematics and I'm a good thinker, like analyzing data and other stuff. So, if anyhow i can help you in your team actually i got a chance in the internship pass for a month or two months and that time you know i was interviewing all of my teammates mm-hmm. you have a guy uh, with a master degree in math so if you have a guy with master degree in math what kind of help do you expect from him or how you can use th- that guy can you tell me and so everybody was telling me okay a math guy can help me on this a math guy can help me on that so i was summarize that and then I make a little bit good presentation to the manager. Hey, uh, I can help your team out with this, this, this in a month time. So what, what's your thinking? So do you gonna hire me or something? If you able to do it, then let me know in next week. Otherwise, I'm moving back, uh, going to join in another company. I have another offer in my hand. Mm-hmm. And that guy, okay, let's join in the cybersecurity. We'll teach you cybersecurity and then return return me those things you are saying. So and then next day. Uh, they got me the offer letter and then you know i started working with them and then you know i learned cyber security in couple of months because everything i have done in my life everything was new and you know i learn and grow i learn and grow so and then i'm a cyber security analyst as uh, and i have a good job and then i decided to buy a house in dallas <laughs> i bought a house i got a new car and then you know life started it's like a lots of good things you know started and then i tried to forget hey this is not the priority of my life it's like my priority is like happiness mm-hmm. because you know why i had lots of ups and downs but i always was happy for the thing even though i was doing good for some stage of my life i suffered a lot but that time i had a faith on myself hey if i don't make myself come down then you know nobody can help me out. Mm-hmm. so i can provide more help than anybody to myself so that's what my belief so that's why I, uh, my main focus uh, wasn't in the money or anything just focus on the happiness well, from day zero i was doing like that mm-hmm. and you know i was living on budget and but m- making stuff what makes me happy more it's like you know you don't need to be super smart or spending a lot of money to be happy but you can do get a lot of happiness with in creative way like let's say if you go for a mountain hiking uh, probably you need money for the traveling but for my mountain hiking you don't need to pay anything mm-hmm. but you will get a lot of pleasure from there so mm-hmm. and if i could, talking about the traveling if you are a good planner you can do a lot of traveling for free too this like and uh, there is a lot of thing i can tell about it and uh, i know you are <laughs> very good at that too <laughs> so so i find a way a lot of uh, life hacking uh, you know so that i live a life good life with less money but with more happiness more value i try not to cut any of my what is called uh, 
thing will make value in my add value in my life. I'll, I'll never cut them, but you know, I have to live my fullest. I live in moment all the time. I'm not taking risk a lot nowadays because I've done a lot. Maybe you know, I'm relaxing for a while, and you know, in near future. I'm working on my financial freedom, and I told you the process. So it probably is like you know, maybe in another episode, if I get a chance, maybe I can talk about that. It's it's gonna be long, and then yeah, I know my what number I need for my uh, retirement, or if I would like to go for you know financially free. So I have calculated that. So if I reach that money, I I, I believe in a couple of years I'll be there, and then if I. That time, I don't know what's gonna happen in the future. In that time, if I like my job or like my career, maybe I'll stay with it. But if I feel like no, I have to do something else, maybe I'll do something else. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know exactly what future is coming. But one thing in my head all the time uh, is like I I got a lot of help from the society, from my country, both US and Bangladesh. So I would like to give something back. So it could be in any format, uh, philanthropy. It could be mentally, or it could be like you know spiritually, or it could be like you know helping other people with the consultancy, or sharing my story, or, or public speaking, or motivating people, or anything. So I'm ready for that. So that's what my goal. That's awesome, man. So I can see that there is like basically two takeaways majorly from you. One is that like everything you have done, you liked. You are you are young. You took a lot of risks, mostly because you like challenges, mm-hmm. and you also find fun in challenges. It's not a painful process for you. That's like the main yes. thing. And the second thing is that whatever you have done is obviously because it made you happy. And right now you're. Live not fully settled. I I don't think a person who likes challenges can ever be fully comfortable being in in this phase for a long time. But obviously, right right now you're in a phase where your priorities have changed. As you aged, your family these things became more priority than just being you know like rotating that risk cycle or like that machine. My question would be, and I know a little bit about. We can go for like two three hours more if we want. <laughs> want to talk about like how to invest how to you know like <laughs> this is just going to be an insanely long conversation but i'll just go to the point that i know that when are you trying to retire and what's your age if you don't mind sharing to the audience so okay so early 30s probably 31 right now you're 31 so, okay you're 31 i'm just going to give a context after this so 31 and when do you want to retire you, when do you want to automate so, uh, your life that way the, the way my savings and my uh, cash flow are going, I think I probably will reach my goal by 2025. 2025, which is that. like six so years that, um, Yeah, so it's not that far. And yeah. if I try a little bit harder, maybe 2024 or 2023. So, but I am not so, going to try harder. That is... That I, is I, I'll give you easy target this time. That is... <laughs> that is... That is... <laughs> So that is your pitch line for next time would be like when I was 16 years old I didn't have like electricity at home and coming from that background on 35 I became a US citizen coming from a developing country without electricity and then by 35 in 20 years I I retired just imagine that 
my goodness you're definitely very very unique you're very very unique i'll just uh, uh, stop fanboying here what's your future like let's say like you retired what do you want to do after that what excites you after so, that after that goal have achieved like do you know or are you still exploring yeah basically i i'm i'm a newly father so you know i sp- i love to spend time with my daughter and probably that reason i slow down yeah you know i would great, like to yeah. first of all i would like to live another life with my daughter mm-hmm. the way she going to live i would like to live that life too yeah mm-hmm. and, uh, i'll spend more as much as time with my daughter mm-hmm. and then it's like you know if i go for retirement i'm not even though i didn't think about it but you know sometime in my mind i think about it is like maybe i'll try a couple of my hobbies Mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna disclose those hobbies probably it could be crazy yeah so <laughs> crazy obviously <laughs> so i'll try but uh, one thing would be my mind first priority it would be you know working with uh, like bangladeshi community especially uh, i think i should return a lot of stuff to my country i miss the bangladesh a lot from my heart i love my people and i love my relatives i love my friends i miss them all the all the time i love food to uh, yeah so in that sense i'll try to do some philanthropy at the same time probably i'll learn some new skill probably in cooking <laughs> try something new recipe i'll cook for my family mm-hmm. so maybe i'll try 50 or 100 recipes in a year yeah. and you know i watch a lots of movies like even though i had a, a lots of struggling or problem something life but in a year i usually watch 200 movies mm-hmm. I made this time and I love reading books too mm-hmm. a lot of uh, book because book, book can teach you uh, one book you can get a one life mm-hmm. from there so if you able to reach like 12 books in a year mm-hmm. probably I can have more knowledge or I, I would like to build myself spiritually more mm-hmm. and then you will find the answer okay so obviously like it's not possible for a person like you to know too much ahead because you are a very moment kind of guy which is great and you maximize whatever you have in that moment i'm sure that after 5 years you will probably i'm like excited honestly like when i was asking this question i should probably just track your path and just see what you're doing <laughs> just to you know like you have already done so much and it's a, already a very like roller coaster kind of like not a straight path at all i'm mean, sure like you are a father now you will be more calm in your movements but i'm sure that you'll have you'll grow in terms of like family spirituality i'm i'm just looking forward to how you change and what you have to give more to the world so super excited and i genuinely like hearing concrete and whole version of your story now i i wish you like all the luck that you you find happiness that's the thing you want like if you could go back to your past or do you have any advice for the younger version of you or the people who are it doesn't even have to be young like do you have any lessons life lessons you want to pass to our audience so i would like to add only one thing whatever you are doing or whatever you want to do do the hard work with smart work and be happy with it if you are not happy if you do the hard work and smart work maybe it will not take you far that's what i learned from my life mm-hmm. so but if you are happy like it could be anything mm-hmm. and it can make you happy and successful in your own own terms mm-hmm. and success is a very relative thing absolutely. so it could be anything absolutely <laughs>
Absolutely. Thank you, Musharraf. I really appreciate you sharing your story. It's almost like I watched kind of like a movie right now. And uh, <laughs> thanks a lot for sharing your story. I'm going to personally follow your track. I'm going to track you for next couple of years or, or like forever to see where you're going. To the audience, thanks a lot for listening to us, um, staying with us through this whole time and hearing Musharraf's story. We're going to bring basically international students who I think like every international student have one or some kind of interesting story because everyone goes through some kind of struggle. I think there was some like technical glitch today. We'll make sure that our next episodes have those ones fixed. And I'll see you, see everyone, all of you guys. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to me. Thanks a lot for tuning into this episode of Making It in America. For show notes and more, visit siamhussein.com slash M-I-I-A. You can find all the episodes there as well as in Spotify, Apple Music or your favorite podcast platform. Make sure to subscribe and share this with your friends who can relate. Stay safe and see you on the next episode.